0: Hear, contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. All right, we don't have time for that uh, bullshit. It's not enough time. This is the coronavocalypse. It's the coronavocalypse. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm here with Ryan Frostig. Hello, hello, hello. We uh, are here to record uh, number two of the Coronas bonus <laughs> ass episode. Uh, we I got a lot of great feedback from you guys after the first one, and um, frankly, it's just helpful to me. To talk all these things out as we go through this. And uh, I haven't seen Ryan... In a week. Since we recorded those podcasts together. So, yeah. Or no. since rehearsal. Rehearsal. Since the rehearsal where we found out that we... we talked about that. ...weren't going to have a concert. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Ryan has been hunkered down with Boy Wolf, his yes. boyfriend. And I got to say something.
1: Oh, here
0: we go. This is not about you. Okay. Or Boy Wolf. Okay. Um, But listeners... And you can even remember this, Ryan. You know when you're single and it's like the holidays? It's like Thanksgiving slash Christmas slash New Year's. And all of your friends are like going home with their husbands for the holidays or taking their husbands and going to like a ski lodge or doing something fun with their husbands. And you're like, ugh, I wish I had a husband because I have to just like go home alone and be the only single person at my family, including my, ne- my nieces and nephews, all of whom have, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends at this point, and just be like the loser uncle. So the coronavirus apocalypse is that times a hundred. Well, like I have never felt more single in my life, and I've never wanted a boyfriend
1: as badly as I want one right now. Well, discuss I'm sorry. Get closer hear, to the mic. I'm sorry to hear that. <clears throat> but I will say this: um, I'm very lucky to have a partner like Boywolf because we he's the only person that I don't fight with. And right now tensions are so high that like, I feel like I'm fighting with everyone like over little things. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, we could be, we've been, you know, in quarantine together, but that could drive us to have like big crazy fights and, and argue. And I'm just lucky to be somewhat sane with another person. Um, cause everyone else, Seems to be losing their mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not losing my mind. I just, uh, you know, I spent last night in Inwood, which is a neighborhood in northern Manhattan, with two of my closest friends, Jeffrey and Tom. And I love those guys. And they could not be more generous. They're like, you can stay up here as long as you want. You can come visit us anytime, sleep over. They've got a big place with um, guest rooms. But it's still not the same like yeah. they have each other right. they know that no matter what happens they're going to be clinging to each other till the very end i've got lady who's Ugh. asleep on the chair right now because she went for a 3 hour walk earlier this a 3 mile walk earlier today but anyway let's start the show properly welcome to the adam sank show today is sunday march 15th One forty-four p.m. is when we decided to start this ryan can only stay for a little while cuz he's got to get his cut and
1: for, for no one but myself yes
0: one has to admire that even during the end of the world, Brian is keeping up appearances. Being
1: a total And uh,
0: I'm surprised actually that the barbers are continuing to see people, but I guess they figure let's make the money while we can.
1: Anyone that can still make money should be trying to make money, but that being said, I know I just don't want to get. You have to get I, pretty I have close to get so look, close. Do you see how it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> I can, let me see if I can make I it. Feel ba- I just feel. For all of the freelance workers, for sex workers, for artists, for people that don't have the benefits of a full-time job.
0: Yeah, I feel for all of them. I and really I think feel, those those of us with full-time jobs are like, oh, we're so lucky. And we are right now. Yeah. But if all of our companies just cease operations and stop bringing in any kind of income, there will come a point where we're going to lose our jobs. Yeah. So, look, Uh, I've been freaking out going through all the worst case scenarios. I do not advise that. That is not helpful. No. Um, Worrying and panicking and fear does not serve us in any way. It's natural. It's normal. But, like, it just doesn't serve us. So, I... uh, like I said, I was with Jeffrey and Tom last night. Tom's been on the show before. It's um, Tom Sagal and Benny, who, when he was on our show, he was a nurse practitioner. Now he is a doctor of nursing, which mm. so an actual doctor. That's right. And he was kind of reassuring me. He was like, look, and he's on the front lines. He's got patients in his office who are testing positive. He's got to show up for work every day and wear that mask and, you know, constantly sterilize everything he's touched. And it's scary for him, but he's, do, you know, he's doing his job and he's doing it great and he thinks like most likely we're all going to get this most of us are not going to get that sick we will recover fairly quickly and it will probably move through through the population rather quickly when it finally goes wide it's going to like everyone's going to be sick at once but then everyone's not everyone but most people are going to be fine right. and then the crisis the the acute crisis will be over now whether or not it comes back again every year, like the flu does, is an open question. The the one positive thing about that is if it goes away and then comes back a year later, then by then we know a lot more about it. Maybe we have a vaccine. We have better treatments for it. I saw a doctor on the news today saying, like, we don't know if this is spread through surfaces. Like, here we are wiping down our surfaces composedly. Mm-hmm. We don't even know mm-hmm. if the virus can be spread that way. We don't know... If kids can get it, and if kids can spread it, if they can't, then there's no reason to close the schools. Like, he was just coming up with all the ways in which we don't know about this virus, and once we learn more, we'll be able to protect ourselves better.
1: I think that, that Go ahead. the unknown, I think, is what has a lot of people afraid yeah. and, and worried. It's like, I'm not so afraid of um, getting it, because I feel like, I'm healthy enough that like i will bounce back from it if I were to get it, but I feel like as someone that has you know high anxiety, I just there's so much like uncertainty and and it just feels a little bit um just chaotic in the world. It's hard to make sense of it,
0: yeah, in some ways, I feel like my age is a benefit to me in this situation, like so wise if, if, I'm, not so that I'm so wise. wise. Not that I'm, where's my bell? Not that I'm so wise, but that, like,
1: no I have
0: I have some life experience. Yes. Like, I, I've i been through 9-11. I've been through a lot of shit. Um, I've seen the world. I've watched the world. And, listen, my parents are in their 70s and 80s. They're scared about mm-hmm. this. This is scary for all ages. But when you've been through enough crises, you sort of get to a point where you're like, eh, we'll get through this. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at. Usually, mm-hmm. but then every once in a while I like go into full-blown panic mode, um, particularly when I'm high. And speaking of which,
1: oh my goodness, uh,
0: the bong is here. Ryan's already d- smoked some. Did you wipe it down like I, I asked did you too? Okay. So now I'm going to do my first ever on-air bong hit, and I want to just say to Derek and Romaine and Katie, we are not in the studio. We're doing this in my own home,
1: right here and in this the Hell's is of house, Katie.
0: Medicinal marijuana for which I have a legal prescription. <laughs> Or at least that's what we're saying.
1: Ah, Liza Minnelli.
0: So you can Liza. you can narrate what's happening. now. Okay.
1: So well, first I want to describe this piece. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not coronavirus. Oh, here we go. You hear that? <laughs> oh, that's weird. oh, here she goes. So <coughs> there's
0: no water in there.
1: Oh, there's a little bit of water. Oh, okay. <coughs> She's going to be really, really soon. So uh, I have to describe this piece because it looks like if coronavirus was a garden, it would be this piece. There's um, green vines going through it. It's like a, a... Tell people that it's a bong. It's a bong. It's a bong. It's a mini bong. It's a miniature bong. And the, it has these, like, they look like they could be... At first, I thought they looked like flowers, but now I'm looking at them more closely, and they actually just look like eyeballs. So it's kind of like, um, what is it called? Uh, Evil Eye? The Evil Eye Coronavirus Garden is what Adam just took a giant bong rip out of. All right,
0: let me just say that I never never choke when smoking out of a bong. But there's not nearly enough water, and also... You
1: were the one that was supposed to get this all set up. I know. I am not a bong smoker.
0: <laughs> but also, when Ryan fills a chamber, or whatever you call that thing...
1: I didn't fill, I didn't do anything.
0: You filled it. I didn't. You filled the weed.
1: Oh, the weed. Oh, yeah. And you put, put in, water, like, though.
0: ten times more than I, I... put in one single bud. Well,
1: you're not packing things
0: correctly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was for Holy both of us. Holy fucking shit, oh. man. All right, here we go.
0: Now I feel like I have coronavirus. All right, so here's what I want to tell you guys about, um, because I want this to be fun and light as well as uh, apocalyptic. So our friend Scott, who you all know very well, Scott got an invitation to a sex party. Now, if you're from uh, if you're not from a big city and you're not familiar with a sex party, it's like an actual party there where. Uh, you know, you, there's a Facebook invitation or you get an email from like pigs.com or whatever telling you
1: love that site
0: pigs.com, like telling you to go to a location and it's usually like an empty, uh, industrial yeah. warehouse somewhere in or like, or you, well, they used to all be in Manhattan. Now they're like moved out to Brooklyn. So you go and you pay $25 and uh, I hope my parents are listening. And, um, you, there's, a, there's a clothes check at the door so you either walk around in your underwear or a jock strap or just let it all hang out mm-hmm. and you go into the party and there's like gallons of like lube with pumps attached to them and hand sanitizer even this is before covid and hand sanitizer and always bananas and like m&ms cuz really what more what better place this do you want finger is- food than at a sex party and then, like, usually there's several rooms and there's black curtains that are hung up to separate the rooms. And there's, you know, very loud club music, which I hate. This is why I stopped going to sex parties. I hated the music.
1: Okay, get to the... And
0: um, you go in and then there's just, like, sucking and fucking. Just that. Just that. There's no talking. There's no socializing. Now no are... dancing.
1: Now the listeners know exactly what to expect. Well,
0: I had to set this up. Okay. And I also have to find it
1: on also, my phone. I'm also going to leave you here and-
0: Okay. <laughs> no, don't leave, I have to
1: go.
0: okay, so <clears throat> okay, I found it, so believe it or not, there was a sex party in New York City last night, even in the midst of the corona apocalypse, but because the organizers were so responsible. They instituted some new rules. And so here was uh, what was in the email Scott received regarding the new rules. And this is not a parody. I'm not making this up. This is what came from an actual sex party. Hey, guys. Because of the rising concerns about the coronavirus, we've decided to hold off on any events after this Saturdays. So, like, they're throwing one last hurrah. One
1: last hurrah for everyone to get coronavirus.
0: Capacity will be limited to no more than 60 guests at a time. The space, including all sheets, surfaces, and furniture, will be sanitized prior to opening. During the party, bed sheets will be changed and rooms will be sanitized every hour. Plenty of hand sanitizer and mouthwash will be available throughout the venue. No kissing will be allowed. Oh,
1: my God.
0: And we ask that all attendees... Avoid contact with anyone over the age of sixty for at least seventy-two hours following the party. Okay, now I'm offended. Wow! Now they've really they've hit oh, me where yeah, yeah. where it hurts. They
1: over fifty? They're, They're no missing? over sixty, oh, but still, I don't any kind down.
0: of sexual discrimination <clears throat> on the basis of age troubles me. Um, and also, if you had went to this sex party. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot longer than 72 hours before you find out whether or not you have COVID. It's got a two-week incubation period. Oh so God. telling you not to have sex with anyone over
1: this is just over so, 60
0: for 72 hours is useless. So
1: dumb.
0: Um, we will keep you posted with any updates as the situation progresses. So this is real. This is what we've come to. And... Um, it's just so fucking insane. And and who showed up? Like, listen. Yeah. If
1: you're showing up to a sex party right now, you need... God love you. I mean, that... Love and light. That's a real sex addict. Yeah. That's like
0: a serious, devoted sex addict who's like, might get COVID? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Gonna get it sooner or later.
1: They're like COVID chasers. And... On... <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, you can't leave me. I what am really I
0: going to talk you, about now? You can literally. It's only talk been 14 minutes.
1: All right. Well, goodbye. I'm not going to kiss you, mom. Get the fuck out, listeners. Bye.
0: This may be the last time you hear Ryan's voice for months because he will not leave his apartment or his boyfriend's side. By the way, he Ryan is wearing quite the thotty little biking outfit. These black pants that look like a uh, like are, like leggings. Yes, yeah, basically. And then his decorative blouse, which has, like, fast food items it. all over it. Not, like, because he spilled it, spilled fast food items, although that is likely. No, it, there's, like, pizza slices and hamburgers and french fries. Ooh, I it's quite a viz. Take a picture and send it to me so that I can uh, post it with this podcast. Ugh. Bye, Adam. Bye, honey. All right. I'll miss you. What else can I possibly talk to you people about? It's really – I don't know if if I'm even going to post this. Well (laughs) – I thought you were leaving. Get out. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, oh, okay. So I'll talk about this. So I saw a movie – I watched a movie last night with Jeffrey and Tom on Netflix. Um, I think it was on Netflix that I'd never heard of before. It was really great. It was called Band-Aid, and it was with Fred Armisen and these two other actors, a man and a woman, who I, I those seem familiar to me, but I didn't know their names. Um, and the woman, I don't have any of this information in front of me, I'm sorry. The woman who plays the female lead is also the director of the movie. Okay, so it's shot in this very uh, low-budget way where it literally looks like a home movie slash low-budget documentary. Um, it's hard to explain it. It's somewhere between videotape and film. But it's really... It's jarring at first, and then it sucks you in because you it's such an intimate... Um, you feel so intimate with these characters. Like, you're right up in their faces because a lot of it's shot kind of an extreme close-up. And the two actors, they just play a husband and wife who are cannot stop fighting. They have a toxic marriage. They've experienced a loss that they never talk about, and they just fight constantly, and suddenly they realize that if they pick up instruments and sing their fight to each other, not only can they write like really great, fun, alternative songs together, but also it dispels all the anger and the tension, and they suddenly remember why they love each other. It sounds terrible and hokey, and all I can tell you is everything about it was surprising to me. Uh, It's way edgier than you think it's gonna be because it looks like some gauzy lifetime movie, and then it's like super edgy Um, But just really really beautifully acted and cleverly written and again I think it's called Band-Aid if it's not then you guys are gonna be searching the internet with very few clues as to uh, what this is that I'm recommending what else did we watch? We watched some of John Mulvaney's special uh, live, uh Kid Broadway from Radio City Music Hall, I think it's called. Um, it was good. I would have kept watching it, but Tom got bored and switched to something else. Uh, I made them watch some of the Pete Davidson. Oh boy, I think I'm out of gas. <laughs> I think this is the end of the line for me, folks. Not forever, just for today's Uh, Corona's bonus of the ass Again, not sure how I feel about posting this the good news is I won't be able to post it for like at least four hours I'm way too stoned to try to figure out how to like save this as an mp3 instead of an m4a And then figuring out how to fucking decode it and upload it to my syndicator. You have no idea you have no idea the technical challenges that await me every week when it comes to this podcast um, and I am not a technological person. You can ask anyone about that. I kid you not. Okay. On that note, everybody, keep your humanity, stay safe, stay sane, protect yourself. If you do get sick, don't freak out. It's a bad flu. You'll be fine in a couple days unless you're really, really old. Uh, I love you guys. Email me at adam at Tell me what you thought of this, uh, bizarre version of the ass and um i'm sure there will be more in the coming days and weeks peace out